Episode 23, The Building of the Ark, Genesis 6, verses 14 to 22. Whether we believe that the story of Noah and the flood is true or not is irrelevant if the story is true. One thing is sure, both Jesus and the apostles believed it was true, and they spoke of Noah as a real person and the flood as a real occurrence. 1 Peter 3 verse 18 says, Christ himself died for you, and that one death paid for your sins. He was not guilty, but he died for those who are guilty. He did this to bring you all to God. His body was killed, but he was made alive in the Spirit, and in the Spirit he went and preached to the spirits in prison. These were the spirits who refused to obey God long ago in the time of Noah. God was waiting patiently for them while Noah was building the boat. Only a few people, eight in all, were saved by water. Not only does Peter speak of Noah as real, but he speaks of the flood as real. And not just any flood, but a global flood, which left only eight survivors. Hebrews 11 says, in verse 7, It was by faith Noah heard God's warnings about things that he could not yet see. He obeyed God and built a large boat to save his family. By his faith, Noah showed that the world was wrong, and he became one of those who are made right with God through faith. God told Noah in verse 14 of chapter 6, here in Genesis, to build a boat of cypress wood for yourself, make rooms in it, and cover it inside and outside with tar. This is how big I want you to build the boat. 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Make an opening around the top of the boat. Make it 18 inches high from the edge of the roof down. Put a door in the side of the boat. Make an upper, middle, and lower deck in it. The sizes given mean that it would have been perfectly capable of holding all of the people and animals that it was asked to hold. And it would have had enough room for a year's worth of food as well. In all, it would have been approximately 81,062 tons in displacement. Noah covered the boat with tar to save his life from destruction. This then might be a veiled reference to the work of Jesus, who covers us with his blood and grants us his garments of righteousness. There was only one door into the ark, just as there was only one door leading into the tabernacle. And in the church, which is the dwelling of the living God, there is only one way of access, Jesus Christ. He calls himself 
the door in the Gospel of John. Our worship then ought to be directed to Jesus Christ, the Lord, the Lord of the church and the one who brings us close to the Creator. Verse 17 I will bring a flood of water on the earth. I will destroy all living things that live under the sky. This includes everything that has the breath of life. Everything on the earth will die. But I will make an agreement with you. You, your sons, your wife and your sons' wives will all go into the boat. God clearly indicated that he was bringing the destruction upon the world because of man's wickedness. It is his world, and every form of life on it belongs to him. But despite the calamity to come, God promised to establish his agreement or covenant with Noah. God was going to destroy the world, but he would save Noah through the flood. Noah, then, was expected to obey the command and build the ark. When it was finished, he was to enter the ark with his wife, his sons and their wives. These are the terms set out for Noah in the agreement. Salvation is a work of God. It is a work accomplished by God and it is done for God's people and no one else. Our passage concludes here in verse 19 to 22. Also, you must bring into the boat two of every living thing, male and female. Keep them alive with you. There will be two of every kind of bird, animal and crawling thing. They will come to you to be kept alive. Also, gather some of every kind of food. Store it on the boat as food for you and the animals. If there are species which became extinct at the flood, it was because they weren't meant to continue on, possibly because they would be incompatible with the new ecosystem. Verse 22 Noah did everything that God commanded him. Not only did he build the ark, gather the animals and store up the food, but he was also a preacher of righteousness during this time. We find this out in the book of 2 Peter chapter 2 verses 4 and 5. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. During the entire time that Noah built the ark, he preached to the people of the world about righteousness and the judgment to come, and he did it by the Spirit of Christ. However long it took to build the ark, Noah continued with his preaching. Some of the people on the earth may have responded and died before the flood 
just like Methuselah and Lamech. But out of everyone else, not one person was found worthy to join Noah. And the call has been ringing out ever since. Yes, there is a God. Yes, he is there and has offered you forgiveness. But the call has been rejected far more than accepted. Instead of understanding the purpose of the nation of Israel and calling on Jehovah like Ruth did, most people waged war against her. And finally, even the people of Israel left behind the truth. When Jesus came and walked among them, fewer believed and more rejected. Thirty-eight years after his cross, they were overthrown and dispersed. Since that time, the church has faltered and failed to properly proclaim the word. But each generation has renewed the battle, and time has progressed onward. But the world is moving further away from the gospel, not closer to it. Enoch was taken before the flood, and the church will be taken before the day of the Lord. Noah was carried through the flood, and Israel will be carried through the tribulation until Jesus reigns in her midst, leading the nations in the kingdom age. Hallelujah and Amen.